0: Welcome to the one-player podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host Albert, and this is episode 284. Burn it all
1: down!
0: Julius, that's that's aggressive of you.
1: Yeah, I can't believe that they made the game the fire is like the evil in this one. I like fire.
0: (laughs) So you think the tree should be evil? I mean, I don't know about that, but I like fire. (laughs) Huh, that's good to know, I guess. So welcome, everyone. This week uh, is a continuation of the series we decided to start last week. The Oniverse series. The Oniverse series, yes, that's right. And, and you know, it's kind of for, we just started just for the heck of it, honestly. But, you know, why not? It's fun. We could do it. We could get away with it. Management didn't say no, so there we are. Exactly.
1: (laughs) So today we are going to be talking about Sylvia. Let's jump right into it.
0: All right, and Sylveon is the second or third game, depending on how you count. I think Julia says, calls it the second. I will call it the third. It's a, it is, it. I mean, so it's a game. It's a solo game. Could be played two-player also. And it is a tower defense game in which you are defending the forest from the Ravage and his minion of fire elementals. Minions of fire elementals. That's basically the theme of the game. Um, We really are jumping into this. It's set in the universe. so It's signed by Shadi Torbay. Uh, it's what else, Julius?
1: I mean, Jordan I by. think everybody just could start with a the basic theme. There's a bunch of fire trying to burn down the trees. Okay, stop it.
0: Yeah, so there we go. So that's the theme of the game. You're you're, try- you're protecting the forest and controlling the defenders, and by placing the defenders and wells and things on the board as necessary. And the fires are just rushing, moving forward, advancing relentlessly, trying to destroy the trees. As
1: fires want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that that is the theme of the game. Um It is, you know, if you look at the green cards in Onirum, that is that is the the pictures in that those cards are, are the fires of Sylveon and the fires attacking them. Which I think is I kind will of say, I think
1: this is the least dreamlike of the Oniverse games. Because all the other ones feel very fantastical. That, like, the speaking of like Nautilion with the really weird submarines that just wouldn't work in real, in reality, mm-hmm. or going into space when you know space travel just doesn't work that way, or frankly, just wandering through a dream. All of these things feel very dreamlike, but this one, there's fire, there's trees, and there's water. Like, where's like. It's very real, I think.
0: Yeah, I can see what you're saying. I guess it, it's all. And if you look at the art, you can tell oh, it's just, you know, it's just sort of stylized art. This is just normal defenders. But when, if you really start looking closely, the defenders are kind of weird creatures and whatnot. There's a whale card, and there's a whale that goes around the forest helping out, which is pretty surreal and I guess dreamlike. But yeah, other, other than those things, it's easy to ignore. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's if anything that proves my point because with the other ones the the main characters these like bear looking things and and i can't remember what the name of them are but they're not bears they have a specific name for that race or the stone birds or the tower strikers or the all of these have a race that fits into a dream world the race here are hedgehogs and elephants and whales like, where's the dream people?
0: Yeah, maybe these are the dreamers. I don't know. <laughs> uh... So, I mean, yeah, it's it's the universe. The theme is, and it's true, the series in general, I think the, the, the theme is often, could be considered pasted on and, and almost irrelevant. You know, last time I talked about how it makes sense and the game sort of flows with the theme, but in the end, it's... It's rather abstract.
1: No, I think it flows with the theme. I think the theme is just does, fine. I mean. I'm just saying it doesn't match with the rest of the universe stuff because <laughs> it's not dreamlike enough. It needs to be crazier. I don't feel like I'm tripping when I'm ha- playing
0: this one. That's interesting. Okay. I had never thought of it that way. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I did, honestly. I don't really know. The oh, I think I've the fire it. elemental cards help a lot for that because coming from the other second game, Urbion, um, I think that one has fire elementals in it, if I remember correct. or something. I'm like. just
1: going to say, by the way, that you have clearly agreed with my assertion because you called it the other second game <laughs> and not just the second game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I was right. You did consider this one the second. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd wondered. I'd assumed you did, but I didn't know for a fact. But yeah, so anyway, <laughs> I think the the, the bad guys kind of remind me of the bad guys in the other games. Different types of elementals and, and whatnot.
1: I don't know anything about Urbiana. It doesn't exist, so uh, I
0: can't talk about it. I, it's on my shelf. I could show you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so so there we go. So the theme, it's interesting. It's fun. It's tower defense, but it doesn't feel like a dream necessarily. To some people, it does. To some, it doesn't.
1: Okay. So let's talk about some of the components.
0: Okay. So... I mean, the first thing you f- see when you get this game like like Oniram, uh when you open the box, it's got this really great presentation, right? You open the box and it's got, you see a forest and in front of the forest, there's a fire and the, it's all 3D-ish in a way in that <laughs> in that the, there are separate flaps. So you, you lift a flap of the fire and then you lift another flap of the far, fire and then you lift the forest and finally you can pull out the rule book that is the back of the forest. So, so it does have sort of a 3D effect. but th- And this is the one that you and Jason were talking about last week. This is one of the fiddlier, fiddlier ones, I think. It's got an extra fold. It's got three folds. They don't serve a whole lot of purpose, and you kind of got to put them back in the right order if you at all care about keeping that presentation. And I don't feel they serve too much of a purpose. The other one, I kind of felt it's it sorted. It wasn't much work, and the pieces were... Very simple shapes here. The the flames are die cut to sh- like the shape of fire, so you gotta be careful with it. Otherwise, you'll just bend them all. Looks really nice though. Sure. Yeah. So so that's that's the first thing about the components, right? It's the box itself. Once you get past all that stuff, you've got one rule book, and then you got a bunch of cards and the the meeple, which is a, a fire elemental, right? The the ravage, he's called. Yep. Little angry fire guy. He's cool. Kind of reminds me of Bart Simpson, with the card's hairstyle okay (laughs) uh so the game is primarily all cards other than that that meeple the a lot of the cards there's a few different types of cards right there's forest cards you're going to lay those around your play area to to kind of outline it and give you the the shape of the the play space and it also serves a purpose in keeping track of how well you're doing or not i guess keeping track of how bad the fires destroyed the forest then there's cards that you could play for your character, for your side, the forest defenders, and then there's the far the cards for the enemy. That's basic game. Besides that, there's a few other, there's a couple expansions which just add cards to one deck or the other. I think, and I think that's about it for the components. Lycanirum, a ton of cards. I think it's just as many cards, whatever the number was last week. I think it's the same number this time. Hundred and fifty or something, two hundred. I don't remember.
1: Sixty-four and sixty-four and sixteen, so something like that.
0: Really, 7, it 5, is? It's not and that then with Albert. Well, yeah. Sure feels like just as many cards. And then 32 expansion cards, I guess. Oh, yeah, there's more. So, eh, there we math go. Math is not my strongest yet. <laughs> that's what my friends <laughs> So, I mean, that's the components. I like the art and all the stuff. It, It's the same artist as Onirim, the same artist throughout the series. Um, Elise Placise. The... I don't know that I like the art in this as much, but it looks nice. I like the backs of the, the Ravage cards. So here's but, here's
1: one of my things there are a lot of cards in this one that are a slow advance one to the other. Like there's the 1, 2, 3, 4 Forest cards, there's the 1, 2, 3, mm-hmm. 4 uh, Fire cards. Uh, there's there's 1, two, three, four forest cards, and each of them sort of has elements that advance a little bit one over the other. Unless, they're not, I, don't know, I guess they're just not intuitive enough in their advance between them. It, I don't know, I, I wish, I just wish they were a little more different than just being slightly bigger and slightly bigger. Or that it had a bigger icon for them. I don't know. It, it's I, I'm not I'm not too much a fan of the graphic design. I wish they were very different or had a bigger icon so that I can focus on the icon rather than my eyes being drawn to. Is that the bigger guy? Yeah, okay, fine. It's the bigger guy.
0: But like, I don't know.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: I never, I never personally had any issues with it. Um, you know, I'm not saying issues. I'm just yeah, saying it's a preference. I, I never noticed. Yeah, I don't know. For me for me I think the cards work. The the like the fountains are small, medium and large and, and you could see that and the same for the the tree cards. They're small, mediums, and large. The the smallest tree I guess is just a seedling and I wasn't sure what it was. It it looks weird. But yeah. It's it's the art's different. It's different than the other game. And I don't think it works quite as well. It's fine, It's not quite as well. I'm gonna be nitpicky here, I think. That's what I'm gonna do.
1: Well, I mean, this is, um, spoilers, this is my least favorite of the entire Oniverse series. Really? So, yes, by a fair margin.
0: That's interesting. Okay. Because I had the same exact thought. I said, you know what, this is the least favorite of them all, until I played it again this time.
1: No, it's not even on my shelf
0: anymore. Ah, okay. Yeah, no, mine, mine's still here, with its fiddly insert. So, well, okay, so we've talked about the component and the theme, then the gameplay
1: well just briefly in the rules um and just to mention the rules are fine as with i think it's going to be a common theme for all the universe games they well explain how the game is played how the mechanics are involved how you win how you lose and also how you integrate each uh advanced game i mean they they call the first expansion of the advanced game um so yeah so how you integrate each successive level of complexity that you can add into it, it explains each of those very well. So I just have no issues with any of those things.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does a good job of that, and you know, it shows you what symbols to look for and all that sort of stuff. It does. It does have you. You learn the basic game, and then you go learn the advanced game. So, sort of like, you wait a year or two, and you want to play again, and you want to jump straight into the advanced game if you don't remember the rules too well. Then you kind of got to read the first one and then jump forward to read the second one and see kind of how it's changed. The, usually the changes aren't drastic. It's more just stuff is added on. So it's not bad, but, but there is that, I guess could be an issue for some people. Uh, I don't know.
1: All right. So let's get onto the gameplay.
0: So, so already said it's a tower defense game, right? And I already mentioned that you're going to have the forest cards that you lay out to, to delineate a border for your play area. You're basically going to, lay the cards out four forests along the bottom four on the left and four in the top so you have 12 forest cards and that's creating inside that a, a four by four grid All right that's your play area on the right hand side you're going to have four decks one per row of the uh, ravage cards you're going to shuffle them up and they're going to be random and basically those ravage cards are going to be flipped each round and they slowly march towards the left as they advance towards your trees you will have cards in your hand and you'll be able to draw cards every turn that you're going to be able to play inside that play area to hopefully stop the fire. Or or sometimes you just... The animal cards brings up, you just discard, you don't play into the play area. So that is that is kind of the layout of the game. Um, You're going to have a hand, I think it was eight cards. As I said, each turn you'll flip over the top card from each of the Ravage stacks. And it's either a fire of a different size, of different... There's, Zero through four are the sizes, I think. They come out, yeah. Or it could be an event card, basically. And the events could be things like all your fires get one bigger. Or maybe all the fires on the board advance right now one space. Or or other stuff. Those are the two for the basic game. There's others in the advanced game. So you're going to play the events. They happen in a specific order based on the type of event. And then you advance all the flames one space. If your flame if the flames encounter one of your defenses, a fountain, then there's a battle whichever one has a higher value, the fountain or the flame wins in case of a tie they both lose or both win whichever you wanna look at it the the loser is removed from the the board and then you play cards from your hand, either animals right or or fountains to play onto the board to to hopefully defend from the march on marching or oncoming fires. And that's basically the flow of the game. You keep doing that. If any flames reach the back column the, all the way to the left edge, your forest takes damage. Depending on how big the flame is, you flip that many of your forest cards over to their burn side. If all 12 get flipped, you lose the game. If not, you keep playing until there's no more fire cards in the Ravage decks. And you have a final round where everything advances as far as it can, and the game ends. And then again, to win the game now, you have to have no burnt trees. If you have any burnt trees, you lost. There are ways to compensate for that at the end in scoring. Like I think, um, for every every tree that you have planted that's still alive and sitting in the in that play area, you'll get to unflip some of those cards, the the burnt trees. But yeah, that, that's the game. Just it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. So just to make sure it's clear
1: because I want to emphasize what it feels like the main mechanic to me, Um, primarily because often it's one of my favorite mechanics, and that's multi-use cards. Because here, each card can either be used to pay for other cards or can be used for the card itself. So you're constantly having to look at your hand and decide, do I want to use this to pay for something, or do I want to use
0: it itself? Mm Mm-hmm yep that's right Did forget to mention that part right so when you play the card it has a cost and the better the card is the higher the cost and you're gonna to have to discard a number of cards and you don't want to discard the cards because you want to be able to use them all but you know you have to
1: probably the most important part of the things that albert should not forget
0: yeah well i remember when i'm playing so there we go <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that, that is a fun mechanic I, I do like that about the game that that choice and that that adds a fair bit of tension to the to what you do though i think sometimes the choices are pretty obvious too i think uh, um for example you you're gonna always if you can want to play a bigger fountain rather than a smaller fountain so you'd rather spend the small fountain cards to pay for the big ones that's almost a, a given but if, if you know if, if you don't have that choice because you don't have the big one or you just don't have enough cards in your hand to do it then then you gotta start making compromises that could get tricky
1: you said that you originally didn't like this and that you liked it now.
0: Yeah, so, when if I don't know. When it first came out, I played it and I was bored by it. I did not find it challenging or the choices were not interesting to me. I don't remember,
1: you know. For the basic game or the advanced
0: So, game? you know, normally I record my plays on PGG. For whatever reason, I didn't record them all because I didn't see any, any of the basic games recorded. And I know I definitely played them. Um... And it also seems I've played a couple of the advanced games. My re- recollection was that I found it easy and I didn't really lose. It's possible I was doing something wrong. I don't, you know, that was seven years ago or eight years ago at this point. I don't remember.
1: And to be clear, but when the, you're doing the advanced game, there's the extra mobilization phase. Yes. where You have to draft out your deck in advance. So it essentially doubles the play time and makes a whole game before the game starts.
0: Yes. And I do remember specifically hating that part of it and and. Finding it long and tedious that time around and that and I played it like that once, and I put the game away, and I didn't play it again <laughs> I was that that's how much I disliked it so so this time around I said to go play it you know play it again, I'm gonna play as much as I can, and I didn't f- you know I lost my first game, so I guess it wasn't as easy as the last time, and I found it more interesting, and when I played the advanced game and I went through that drafting phase. It went pretty quick. I was surprised how quick it went, and it it did not feel boring. As a matter of fact, it was just super fast. So S- super I'm fast. i I did it compared to before. Yeah, you I know mean, it was a few minutes, but not, last time it just felt like it dragged on for a long time. And by the time I was done with it, I was just I felt done. So I'm guessing okay. I must have done something wrong the first time around.
1: I mean, it's a relatively simple draft. Reveal mm-hmm. four cards, pick a, uh, or reveal. Yeah. Reveal sets of four recruitment columns. Pick a column, and desert a column, and keep going.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so. I, I
0: know. I, I have you know seven or it eight years ago, so who knows, right? I I could come up with uh, theories on what I didn't like or whatever, but I, I have no idea. But I I know I didn't like it at all. I did not specifically
1: like the that. drafting part of it because it feels. It, I I just don't like that. Part of it, it doesn't feel like there's enough involvement in it. It feels like I'm setting up a deck, and I don't know. I just didn't enjoy the the variety of it, the abilities in it. It wasn't <laughs> the way I wanted mm-hmm. to. Set, I wasn't. It wasn't a card game that I enjoyed setting up, and I didn't enjoy the basic one because it it felt. I don't know. It all felt restricted. It felt like I didn't. I I don't know. I I did not enjoy the decision making that was going into it because yeah you come you made a mention of it already once before you play the biggest one and if you can't you work with what you got but most often play the biggest one you can and that's just how you do the main round even once you have advanced it's often look at whatever has the biggest effect and just just do it Mm -hmm. it it didn't seem like an enjoyable thing to be running through i felt like both of them dragged especially the beginning dragged
0: yeah, it, it does start off kinda of slow, I guess. The drafting I didn't I didn't find it exciting making the choices per, or anything like that. Um again, often the choice feels pretty obvious. I don't know if that's true though. I think that might just be lack of experience. I think the more you play that then you're you're more careful about which cards you're gonna choose to keep or discard because right each each round you're playing four cards out. You're choosing one of the columns, one of the four basically, and drafting that then you will add four more randomly pick a car a column to remove and then again add four and now make a choice so it goes add four make a choice add four remove a column then repeat again add four make a choice add four remove a column so the columns start getting bigger and the choices do somewhat become interesting but again often it's just a matter of picking the best column it gets tricky when there's both good cards and bad cards in a column like, if there's one of those big four fonts in there and I really want it, but there's some of the bad cards, it's like, oh, I don't know, do I really want that? Are there, are there I mean, the two yeah, bad you cards? for
1: sure, I mean, you for sure want the bad cards because, again, the game is multi-use cards. Even a bad card is fodder to put a good card out. So it hmm, doesn't that, matter that point of time, it's just a card in your deck.
0: I don't remember that. that's how the bad cards work. I avoided them completely when I played, So and it might be that I think you discarded it and you didn't replace it or something like that. So you just have fewer cards in your hand.
1: Could be yeah
0: I think that's what it was could we, but, could but we uh,
1: different cards let say bad cards
0: oh, uh, I don't remember what they are. There's some bad cards from the advanced game, but the what I enjoyed about it was the flow the that- uh fill the fill the row take a card fill the row, discard went really smoothly and quickly, and I found that flow satisfying actually, not just the choice but the actual process of going through that mechanic um almost kind of reached a flow state so. And once you play the advanced game, as is generally true with all the Oniverse games, you have more choices in what you could do because you have different types of cards and more variety. And that does make it more interesting. Hmm?
1: You mean through the expansions?
0: Yes, the expansions. Right. So going from the introductory game to the base game, in my mind, that's an expansion. Right. I think they, they say I this agree. is the, just the advanced game, but it really is an expansion. Um, and then there's another expansion, which I haven't got into yet, that's going to add more options again. There's three more expansions. Is it three more total? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, there's the there's the extraordinary feats and betrayal one, which adds some good cards and bad cards into your deck. There's the elements, which adds good cards and bad cards into the Ravage deck. And then there's the expansion that uses the meeple.
0: Mm-hmm. And so I, I kind of like that one. I didn't get that far in, to do that one this last week. But um, in this game, it's different from Oneerum. In Oniram, when you add the Meeple, it just basically gives you an extra thing you could do. And it's either an easy, normal, or hard mode. The easy mode, it gives you a benefit. The, the normal mode gives you a benefit at a cost. The hard mode gives you a benefit, but at a big, heavy cost. This one didn't do that. And so in, so in Oneerum, it sort of just felt tacked on. Here, it, it, it feels more like an expansion that does something. like Like a real expansion. So yeah, so there's three expansions. There's the introductory game and the advanced game. And I guess you could play the introductory game with expansions and not use the advanced part even. So, so it's like having four different expansions to the game. I didn't find the the introductory game that bad, honestly. It it wasn't a lot of choice, but in a way, it felt satisfying just to play through it without having to worry about a lot of things or think about a lot. Sort of like playing Oneirum without any expansions. It didn't, it didn't feel too bad. And again, this is not at all my my recollection of the experience the first time around. I was really surprised this time that I, I found the game enjoyable. So I don't know where I rank it anymore. I don't know if I'd still call it by far the worst of them for me or 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 if I would consider one of the other ones by far the worst for me. And I guess I'll figure it out as we go through this the series of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Something probably
1: to think about. It's not really even a choice for me. Again, this one's long off my shelf. I didn't play it... it- immediately recently but i did replay it at one point in time mm-hmm. and it did not come back on my shelf so it is not the thing for me
0: i would say it's still still an is my favorite that is and i'm guessing it's going to stay that way but we'll we'll call an Iron number one this will number two we'll see what happens next week with number three
1: looking forward to
0: it is there anything else we want to say about this julius
1: no albert i think we've just about burned the ground on it
0: all right, <laughs> well then, until, until next week when we talk about which game, Julius? Uh, Notillion next? Nautilion's next, okay. I'm looking forward to that one. I, that's another one I didn't play too much that I don't remember liking or not specifically, but I have wanted to go back and revisit because I remember that one had some interesting stuff that I that I never really got to experience. Well, we have so opinions
1: I'm, to reveal on this one, so.
0: Really? Okay, I'm looking forward to this episode and, and to getting <laughs> to play it. This will be fun. All right. Okay. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.